Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. It's your mini episode. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's get started. So first off, we want to um, talk about a sad news story very briefly, and that is that Dustin Diamond died this week. I saw very that. Very unexpectedly. I mean, he was only diagnosed with cancer a few weeks ago. Obviously, he's been a topic on a few of our Patreon episodes, I think. We haven't ever covered him on a main. No, but we did review his porno. On a Patreon. On a Patreon, and we were not very nice. I think he agrees with us. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he knows. I think he had a sense of humor about it, but we were very tough critics on his porn. Look, you know? <laughs> and what it, else did we do? We did like a Save by the Bell recap, so he was in that probably as part of the recap. So if you'd like to hear our thoughts about Screech throughout the years, whether it's talking about his dick game or <laughs> his acting skills on Saved by the Bell, subscribe to our Patreon. He, um, I did also see that one of his last phone calls with, was with Todd Bridges. Oh, really? Isn't that wild? I don't know. Yeah. It seemed weird. I didn't know they were friends, but maybe in the child's, ex-child star world... There's like meetups or something. Look, I'm sure there's a lot of camaraderie, especially with people you you came up with. Yeah. Uh, Came up with like when you were seven years old. (laughs) We came up up together. We came up in the biz together. Uh, And Todd was covered on an episode way back when we did a Different Strokes episode, right? Oh, right. That's like from year one. I like that episode. It was a good episode. Uh, okay, so I just wanted to give a shout out because I felt like it's very we sad. Had, and you know what? I, one of his last projects that got canceled was a fight with the Bagel Boss. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. Then then the Bagel Boss never fought anyone. No. Right. Like that never happened. I think it was him and Lenny Dykstra. Hey. <laughs> uh, and both of those fell through. Yep. Remember the Bagel Boss? That was just he- such a. That seems like. A long time ago. He came and went real fast. When, when was that? That was a long time ago, like 2019? Desi. It was, yes. I can't even. It had know. to have been. Uh, yeah. He had his little moment in the, in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how many people like take up so much space for like a week yeah. and then they're just gone. Yeah. Fucking Andy Warhol was right. <laughs> Uh, okay. So let me get these other stories out of the way before I get into some of the scarier stuff. Cause I did see a few other interesting news stories that I thought everyone would like. This one is very silly. Uh, this week, the Hollywood sign was once again, vandalized by pranksters. Did you see Holly boob? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I like the Hollywood sign. I know it's stupid, but for some reason I'm like, don't damage the Hollywood sign with your stupid 
like whatever you're trying to do, like, or at least make it funny. I just feel like Holly boob doesn't even work. Like it's too clunky. It's very clunky. And this is a woman with a group of her friends who said she was doing it to protest that she was hoping that Instagram had would see it because she's protesting um, the fact that she got suspended on Instagram. Well, her message obviously did not, wasn't clear enough because I would have had no idea. It wasn't clear enough. And honestly, you can't be that annoying about Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like she, there could be lots of reasons. Well, was she, she I have no idea. Was she like a sex worker who got shadow no, she's banned? not a sex worker, but she does own like, um, I think some kind of X-rated magazine maybe, but I don't think she is a model or something. I think she owns something like that, an adult something or other. Oh, she owns adult magazine Shag Mag. Shag Mag. Um, do you know it? Well, here's some publicity for Shag Mag. Okay. Don't do it unless you really want to. Don't don't go to buy their magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to promote it. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Feel free to check it out and make your own decisions. <laughs> this is not a sponsored post. Um, okay. So here's another funny story that caught my eye. It said, Texas sends out Amber Alert for Chucky Doll and his missing son. What? Did you hear this story? No. Okay. Texas, this week, this week, Texas, like the, I guess the state of Texas at some point issued an Amber Alert, Amber Alert last Friday. The message described Chucky, the star of the 1988 um, horror classic, Child's Play. <laughs> um, as we all know, he's small, right? He's a doll, Chucky. Yeah. Yes. But he does become an adult and have a son. No, right? he doesn't. What are you talking about? Wait, there, he doesn't have a son? No. In uh, one of the movies? Am oh, I crazy? in Seed of Chucky. Yeah, Glenn, right? Isn't his name Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even... Okay, I'm going to keep going. Wait, but... Am wait, I high? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so wait, he has a... Wait. Shut up. Just let me... <laughs> the Seed of Chucky. Okay. First of all, I've never seen Seed of Chucky. So you're talking out your ass. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you, the way you said it, it made it sound like he literally grows up and isn't ceases to be <laughs> ceases to be a doll anymore. No. Look, the only child's I've seen all three of the original child's plays. I've seen Bride of Chucky. I never saw Seed of Chucky. I never saw Cult okay. of Chucky. So I don't know what happens in Cult of Chucky or Seed of Chucky. I think in Seed of Chucky he impregnate someone that makes sense but i don't think but he's as a child he's still a child impregnating someone that's what you're saying yeah he's still a doll doll. like he's a doll well there's a lot of issues with this him making someone pregnant (laughs) not just his size but the fact that he's a doll (laughs) so we're already suspending disbelief but when you said he grows up okay he doesn't he's always been he does age (laughs) No, he doesn't, does but he? No, he stays the same, but he, he lives through years, so he's technically getting older. But he's always... And learning things, probably. He ha- <laughs> the doll has always been embodied by the spirit of the serial killer Okay, that embodied him in the first movie. Okay, so let's get back to this Amber Alert, which will clear everything up. <laughs> in, the, in the Amber Alert, he's described as stealing his son, Glenn who is six pounds and five years old. Now, that's <laughs> obviously a very small five-year-old. The dad is described as being 16 pounds and three feet tall. He 
Chucky, according to the Amber Alert, was last seen wearing blue denim overalls <laughs> with a multicolored striped shirt and wielding a huge <laughs> kitchen knife. His race is listed as doll. <laughs> the alert that was sent out was sent out via email three separate times to subscribers of Texas's alert system. The, ta- the Department of Public Safety later issued a statement saying the alerts were sent in error. <laughs> the alert is the result of a test malfunction. No, it's not. <laughs> We apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. This is not <laughs> this is not a test malfunction. This is someone who took this in earnest. This alert, somebody reported this to be yeah. funny and they took it seriously. And they acted like it was a mistake. Yeah. Now, in is Jennifer um Tilly and Bride of Chucky? Yes. Is that who gets impregnated in Seed? Uh, she has to be, right? And does she turn into a doll? Yes. See, because this is from Seed of Chucky. That's Tiffany. That's, that's his bitch. That's Jennifer Tilly's character. Yes. So they get, they get pregnant. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do see them have sex in Bride of Chucky. Is he having sex with the doll version or the human version? The two dolls have sex. Oh, so she's never a human she in the movie. She is Desi. I mean, like a, a yes. herself. Yes. Oh, she is, and then she turns into a doll. Because in Bride of Chucky, the premise basically is that Jennifer Tilly's character wants to get the spirit of her ex boyfriend, the serial killer. She wants to get him out of the doll, and she's trying to do this exorcism or whatever spell to get his spirit out of the doll, but instead she transforms her own self into a doll. Oh, so there's um, black magic involved. Yeah. I mean, look, I could be total Like, that's like... Or maybe she's trying to make herself a doll. Look, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I saw that one. But I assume that they fuck again... In seed. In seed and make a little baby murderous doll. What do you think Chucky's seed is like? <laughs> I I honestly think the way that... Chucky's seed comes out is sort of like this doll um, that they had when, like, back in the early '90s, called a baby all gone. And you would oh. feed baby all gone these little yeah. cherries on a spoon, <laughs> and the cherries were in like a little like plastic row of like pink cherries. Ooh, that sounds like something I would want to eat. But I in, loved fake cherries. <laughs> I no, I did too. And I wanted this doll. And like you'd put, you'd shove the spoon into the doll's mouth, and the cherries would disappear. I honestly think I may have had this or some version of this because the cherries is so familiar to me. It's like retractable cherries. I think the seed is retractable from Ugh. the doll's dick. That's disgusting. does that make sense? Yes, yes, <laughs> it does make sense. Don't you think? <laughs> I mean, Look, I'm, really, I'm really tired right now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So this other weird story I had, I saw, I noticed it because it was also the subject of one of our um, Patreon episodes about the Diat Love Pass. Am I saying that right? Probably not. Dialatov Pass. Yeah. Dialatov Pass. Dialatov. Okay. It says D Y A T. Desi. It's Dialatov Pass. Okay. Guys, please tell Rachel she's wrong. <laughs> uh, so obviously, um, as we know, this is one of the big mysteries. It's highly talked about online. Like what happened to these explorers who were hiking in Russia's Ural? 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 
Ural Mountains. Ural Mountains. Now, there is a new research team investigating what they think happened because no one really knows. There's lots of theories, but there hasn't been a definitive answer. They got some inspiration from watching Disney's hit film, Frozen. (laughs) He said, this guy who was um, researching what happened to these guys uh, and women, women, men and women, sorry. (laughs) He said that he was watching Frozen and the snow animation is so good in Frozen that he started to figure out what happened during uh, this excursion. Then he hired, or he went to Hollywood to ask the Disney animators about their animation process so he could plug in a few different info, uh, I mean, start a few different things to make it relevant to what he was studying. And what he thinks... Uh, so he did that, and they created this animation using the same technology that Frozen used to create their snow. So to cr- recreate the snow from the 50s or when- yes, whenever. Like, they used the technology and the animation style to like help recreate the situation that these people would have been hiking under, basically. This was in the 50s, right? Uh, or the 70s? He, no, it's definitely earlier than the 70s. I don't have the exact... Oh, 59. 59. Okay. So it's a long time ago. In the 70s would be a long time ago now, too. Now, just in case you don't remember, these hikers were found with numerous types of grisly injuries. Some of them were half undressed. So it was like it was like an odd scene. It wasn't just like they were covered in snow. Because one of the prevailing theories is that it was an avalanche, but those people will typically die of asphyxiation, not like wounds. Um, so obviously that led to a lot of conspiracy th- theories ranging from alien ac- alien activity to uh, yetis, of course, making appearance in this sort of like conspiracy theory world. But what this guy figured out is that it was probably something called a slab avalanche. Now, this is not like what we think of where the snow just comes roaring down a mountainside. This is when a thick layer of snow is atop a, le- a weaker layer of snow. And when the weaker layer crumb- crumbles, this huge slab will just fall and like crush whatever is below them, basically. So they think that the cause of death was these people were crushed? They were hit by this falling slab in some way. Like maybe pieces shatter and stuff like that, too. But that would account for um, some of the injuries, like the head wounds. Uh, and stuff like that. Of course, there are a lot of other weird injuries that that would not account for, including the missing eyes and tongue of some of the people, as well as being partially undressed. Like that would not make sense either. Because one of the theories was that they were hypothermic and they got undressed. Yeah. And we did another story that was sort of similar uh, up in Yuba Pass or Yuba City or something. So yeah, that is like a thing where people will start taking their clothes off if they're hypothermic. So it it does provide a slight explanation, but not really conclusive. But it is kind of interesting that they used the um, technology from Frozen to kind of figure all of this out. So yeah, that's a little update on that story. Now... On our main episode, we asked for people to send us emails if they had experienced any fear in the summer of 1985 when Richard Ramirez was on the loose. And we got some emails about that. So one person sent an email that says, this is my 
I think her name was Michelle. This is my former roommate. Oh, no, this is Megan. This is my former roommate story, which takes place in 1985, Diamond Bar, which is where the last killing took place in our episode um, on Monday or Tuesday. His dad was out of town, leaving his mom alone with him, an infant, and their family dog. Their house had a sliding glass door that opens to a backyard area with a wooden fence. During the night, his mom was holding him and walking around the house when their dog started barking out the sliding glass door. His mom said it was scary due to the recent murders and the way the dog was going berserk, barking at something out back. Things finally calmed down, and a few days later, news broke about a murder nearby in Diamond Bar. Obviously, there's no way to 100% tell if it was Richard Ramirez in their backyard, but it's very creepy nonetheless. She also said, if you do read my letter and my former roommate is listening, dude, please text me so we can talk about this show. Oh. <laughs> so if you're listening. <laughs> former. So this was her, she's, she was talking this about. the story a former roommate told her about girl, their experience. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's scary. Very scary. So here is a letter from Stephanie. She lived in LA when she was 17 years old in 1985 when this happened. She said she was still living at home in Westwood area with her mom. I remember begging her to let me go to Yosemite for as long as it took for them to find him. I used to go to Yosemite a lot with my boyfriend and felt very safe and I figured we would be safe. Of course, I would want to stay in the hotel there, which I would feel very safe in too. I had horrible depression and anxiety already, probably because my father had died when I was was 12 and I was just not a happy kid. My mom said we would be fine. We had a burglar alarm and that I should not worry. That was obviously easy for her to say. It was a horrible time for me. I don't ever remember being that scared. I guess I was watching the news because I felt like I had to know everything about him and where he hit last. I cried tears of joy when he was caught and had the shit beat out of him. <laughs> That's coming up in next episode. That's so scary to think of being a teenager and being so scared and like your parents are like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause they're probably thinking of it more practically, you know, like, I mean, sure it's probably unlikely, but it's still fucking scary. Cause you don't know. Right. Uh, this person lived in Belfair, Bellflower, California during the summer of the Night Stalker, and they were 11 years old at the time, still playing outside with the neighborhood friends as much as possible. We used to roller skate and ride bikes late into the summer evenings, and our mothers would call us inside her bed. That all stopped suddenly once the Night Stalker began to dominate every newspaper and evening news. Our parents whispered about it to each other until they caught us listening. And even though it was a sweltering hot summer, we were told to play indoors and not even think about going outside, especially after dinner. Uh, yeah, she says that part of the reason it was so sinister was because the night stalker seemed mystical and magical at the time. And they had heard rumors of his Satanism also, like before he was caught. It just seems like a very scary. <laughs> he was like the, such a boogeyman. He's a total boogeyman. Uh, yeah. So another weird story I saw about the night stalker related to the night stalker, I guess, was that when the documentary came out a few weeks ago, a screenwriter shared a story um, where he was actually suspected of being the Night Stalker. What? This screenwriter is named Ed Solomon. He wrote Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted movies, as well as Men in Black. So he's a pretty successful screenwriter, I would say. He said, in August 1985, I was awakened by a call saying, are you the Night Stalker? I hung up thinking it was a weird prank, but it kept happening. That's when I learned from a reporter on the other end that I was a prime suspect in that grisly Richard Ramirez 
murder spree. The reporter explained that my car was found at the crime scene, which made no sense because I looked out my window and saw it was still parking in my parking space of my Westwood apartment. I had to hang up because the police were walking up my driveway, but really weirdly slowly. (laughs) Solomon said that the police officers told him they were following up on a lead, but they quickly knew he was not their man. They wouldn't tell me anything about why they suspected me, which I have to say was exceedingly surreal. And I remember I had just read Franz Kafka's The Trial, which made it even more surreal. But in the morning, I saw the news and I figured out what had happened. Three years earlier, my then roommate and best friend was buying a used car. Since he was in med school, I had an actual job. He had me sign for his loan. As such, the car was registered to my address, even though he'd just sold it. The guy who bought it was eating dinner in a Chinese restaurant downtown where the car a crappy red Toyota station wagon was stolen by Ramirez and driven to the murder site where it was abandoned. So So his old car? His old car happened to have been registered in his... It wasn't his car. He like helped someone buy it and they used his address. And then that car got stolen in Chinatown uh, and Richard Ramirez abandoned it at one of the crime scenes. That's gnarly. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, luckily those things can be figured out, but what if they couldn't? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so those are... That's what we got this week on Night Stalker-related stuff. Cool. Let's take a little break. We'll be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. 
If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash H-C-S. So what did you watch this week? What did I watch? Uh, nothing. Okay. I really didn't watch <laughs> anything. I've literally, all I've been doing this week has been unpacking boxes. Yeah. Um, I have a few things I watched. I think I mentioned I was watching Lost again. Did I mention that? No. I am watching Lost again. So I started watching that and I started, while I was watching it, I found a recap podcast that I was listening to. I'm kind of listening to at the same time. It's called Down the Hatch. About Lost. About Lost. So I think they started it pretty recently too, like maybe at the beginning of quarantine or a little earlier. Are you enjoying it? I am. I mean, it's it's not like... A, well, first of all, I've seen it before. Right. So I don't have to super pay attention to every detail. So it's like my end of the night. If I fall asleep, it's fine. I don't even have to rewind kind of thing. Like right. I can catch my out. So it's like definitely that kind of uh, vibe. But I do like listening to the podcast with it. The podcast is good. It's just two guys talking about Lost and they like Lost a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. Like nothing special. Uh, the thing with this show is that it's definitely one of those shows... And I feel like there's a few like that where you not only have to kind of read some recaps to kind of understand everything, because you'll, I always miss things like that. Like, I don't know all the references sometimes for like, oh, that's a famous mathematician and this number is very, you know what I mean? Like, they'll know that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of that in Lost. So it's kind of good for them to do the work for me. Uh, and then I watched a horror movie called Anything for Jackson. Oh, I watched that. Did you watch it? I did watch did it. Did you like it? No. It's kind of like, it had some things I liked and I wanted to like it more than it deserved. <laughs> I thought it started out really strong. Yeah, the, the beginning is good. I'm also, you know what, I'm not super into the demon horror subgenre either. I like it, but there has to be some... Uh, a lot of historical like <laughs> connection. You like the religious aspect? The religion, yeah, like a religious aspect to the demon. I will like because I love the Omen and the Exorcist and those type of movies. But I need something like, even though it's, I don't believe in it, like real <laughs> to tie it <laughs> to, to, to reality, to tether it to reality or something. I don't know. I enjoy it more that way. Yeah, they should have done a little more world building in this. And I don't know if all Shutter movies are this way, but it, it was like a very hallmark. Uh, like the production is like definitely cheaper. Yeah. Which is fine because a lot of horror movies are very cheap, but I think like they're trying to overshoot, like they're trying to make almost like prestige, prestigious like movies, but it's like, no, you have to just work with what you have. <laughs> it's like a TV movie or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't for me. Maybe it's for someone else. Uh, it's definitely the great thing about a lot of horror movies. They're only an hour and a half. And it always seems like very low pressure to watch one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or start it up. So the other movie I watched was a higher budget movie. And it, it was called Little The Little Things. Did you hear of this I movie? I haven't seen this. What is this? So this is 
I feel relevant to our audience. It is a Denzel Washington plays, um, I guess he's like a, an ex homicide detective who now works in a smaller town because something bad happened, but you don't know what. Uh, his partner is Rami Malik. Malik? Rami Malik. Yeah, from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. He, okay, I have to dunk slightly on Rami. He like acts with his jaw in this movie in such a weird way that I literally could not, once I noticed it, it was all I could notice. So that definitely hampered the movie a bit for me. Like I can't even explain it, but please watch at least a few scenes with him and you will know exactly what I'm fucking talking about because it is so weird that it's like, is the character that way? (laughs) Or is that like a character choice? Or like what's going on here? Denzel's in it and he's like in his old, kind of his like, old man phase now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like He's still really hot. He's very hot. I'm not saying he's not hot, but he's starting to play these characters that are like, okay, like sort of like slower and not like leading, ma- like almost like character actory more or something. Like he's switching and it's a good thing. Like I like him in this kind of role. Jared Leto is in it and he plays someone crazy, obviously. <laughs> so it's like a murder. There's a murder happening. The good thing about this movie is the opening scene is very scary, but the movie is ends up being a bit dull. All right, I'll watch it tonight. It's, but you know what? It's a movie. You, you'll watch this movie because <laughs> you think it's going somewhere and then you're like, ah, fine, it didn't. <laughs> it had some interesting parts. So it's on HBO Max though, I think. What did you eat? Well, I think the biggest stories of the week for me <laughs> was that I made homemade Cheez-Its Dude. And homemade honeycomb candy. The Cheez-Its were really good. I highly recommend making these Cheez-Its. I, I know it's not worth it, technically, look, but it is worth it. You did some stone tweeting, and you were like looking up Cheez-It, homemade <laughs> Cheez-Its recipes. And I'm just thinking, Desi, just Postmates some fucking Cheez-Its. <laughs> and then, I don't know if it was two hours later, I think it was the next day. It was the next That's day. That's what's even more insane about it. <laughs> I could understand if you got this wild hair up your ass and were up at two in the morning homemaking Cheez-Its. Right. But the fact that you still wanted to make Cheez-Its a day later, a day later, and you not only homemade Cheez-Its, but you used a little twirly pizza cutter. Yeah. I had those little ruffled edges. They were so cute. I can't believe you own that tool. I'm so. <laughs> I never used it. I know you. Because what the fuck are you going to use that for unless you're making cheeses? You know what though? When I had that bright idea that I had that tool, that was a moment, right? Where I was like, oh, I literally gasped, and I was like, "Where is that tool? I fucking have something to do with that tool." And it did make a difference. Yeah, it looked much cuter, and they tasted better, probably. I have to say, the interesting thing is when I first took them out, they were very similar to those things that I think you love, that I love, those cheddar twists. Oh, yeah. It had a very similar, because they puffed up, even though I did poke the hole, they still puffed up. So when you ate it, it was like a fresh cheese puff almost. Mm. It was They were so good. And then I, I did not eat them all that night. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and the next morning, they were still there. And they had hardened a bit. They were more crackery. So they were more crackery the day, the next day. Of course, I ate 75% of them fresh from the oven, just popping them in my mouth. Were they So were they like Cheez-Its? I think when they became the cracker, it really tasted like a fresh Cheez-It. Right. Because it's, it's literally four, like four ingredients. What, what's the ingredients? It's, it's like 
eight ounces of shredded cheese, butter, like four tablespoons of butter, maybe some salt, and then like a third a cup of flour. What? So you're making this dough that's very, it's like all cheese. Yeah. It's mostly cheese. I, I, can't, I can't believe it's real cheese. Well, cheese, it's my, I mean, this is that, like a gourmet version of cheese. I don't know what's in cheese. <laughs> it's probably like cheese flour. Or yeah, something. it's like powder. It's definitely powder that they add water to and niacin. Right. Or something. <laughs> riboflavin. They put, exactly. they definitely put some riboflavin in there. I have to say, like, if I was that bitch, and I had like girlfriends over <laughs> and I, I would make Cheez-Its and everyone would be like, dude, what the hell, Martha? Like, that would be like something you make for people. And they're like, she is insane. Yeah. But I love her. Like, yeah. She cooks these crazy things. Like I will spend a lot of time making something stupid. Cause I like, I find it very relaxing yeah. to focus on a ridiculous recipe. It's and like- then the satisfaction to be like, yes, I made Cheez-Its. What of it? <laughs> it's like a flex. No, I know. I feel the same way when I make marshmallow. Yeah, it's a total like flex because most people would be like, why on earth would you ever make something? You can buy it. And it's like, no, it's slightly better. It actually. is slightly better. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's still good. I'm still going to eat Cheez-Its. Right. But mine were very good. And now I, ha- and I had used my little tool. It looked just delicious. They were really good. They were very good. I would say the problem is you want to eat way more than you could possibly make. You know, because it's like a small amount and you kind of want to pound Cheez-Its. Yeah. So you feel guilty for like shoving them in your mouth like they were box Cheez-Its. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Should I be savoring these? You want to be a little daintier. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So those were my two. Oh, and the honeycomb was also like a wild experience. This is definitely easier to do than the Cheez-Its. You're basically making this kind of caramelly candy, and then you add baking soda to the hot mix after it gets to 300 degrees, and it literally explodes like molten lava. I told Rachel that the recipe called for pouring it into an 8x8 pan. I only had a 9x13. It completely filled that and was overflowing the sides. Like It was crazy. Then it gets really crispy and yummy, and I dipped a few pieces of it. And then I honestly have a huge benefit that I never dipped in, but it's kind of soft now. Like it doesn't last. Right. This is a candy you need to eat like right away. Day of, or yeah. Like the next, in one day or something. Right. I imagine it probably gets like moisture it in it. It gets chewy. Yeah. So it get, it starts getting that where it sticks to your teeth right. kind of thing. And it tastes, it still tastes good because it's candy. <laughs> but it's really about the texture of that. The texture, you want that powdery kind of crunch. And it yeah. definitely was, day one was very good. So those were my big things. While I'm on the topic of food, I just wanted to point out a very weird tweet I saw today that was food related. This guy is named Greg Kelly. I don't know anything about him. He's some kind of news host. Uh, he tweets, I saw like some trending topics today where I was like, why the fuck is male Karen tweeting <laughs> trending? <laughs> and so I like looked into it at some point and he tweeted today, I just went to a McDonald's. He spelled it McDonald's, not McDonald's. And there was no McFish on the menu. <laughs> when the hell did that happen? Is it permanently banned or is it just my local McDonald's? I demanded to see the manager, but they accused me of being a male Karen. So I walked out. <laughs> first of all, first of all, sir, there is no McFish. The McFish. It's a filet of fish. However, I do think... McFish is a hilarious name for a sandwich. It's also a great name for like a cat detective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no idea where that came from. 
<laughs> it's like McGruff, but yes. McFish. Exactly. It's a cat. Oh my. <laughs> what the fuck, Desi? Okay. I did take a slight edible. De- did you Maybe. give some to me? No. Did I accidentally take no. some? No. Okay. Also, McDonald's. <laughs> Who the hell calls it McDonald's? Dude, McDonald's is so funny. Because isn't that what it's called in Coming to America? Well, that's what I was thinking. Or McDougal. Like, oh, it's McDougal. McDougal's. But I was also like, that's like in The Simpsons or something. Yeah. Where they can't get the rights, so they like make it slightly similar. <laughs> McDonald's, but it's all like like the the groundskeeper owns it. <laughs> groundskeeper willie yeah and it's like all plaid and scottish or something please don't write me i don't know if mick and mac are scottish and irish (laughs) (laughs) please no no don't at me uh so yeah i thought i'd throw that into the food section just because i thought it was an insane tweet and i do think mcfish is so funny there you please the nothing you can never be funnier than someone very angry saying something incredibly accidentally stupid like it's the best combination there was no mcfish on the menu when the hell did that happen where's the mcfish can I see your manager? Like, can you imagine the people working there having to be like, uh, this asshole just keeps asking you for a McFish? Yeah, no, you mean, fl- no, just pretend. Yeah, don't, don't even try don't it. Don't even try You keep saying McDonald's. Technically, we don't have a McFish. They accuse him of being a male Karen. That must have felt great. Uh, oh. So did you eat anything good? I know you've been eating no. a lot of new things. Um, I had some tacos. They were delicious. Yeah. That sounds good. I feel like I haven't had a taco in a while. Sometimes I go through phases where I eat a lot of tacos, where I'm like, wow, I had three tacos three times <laughs> Three times? I don't know. Do you know how sometimes you feel like you're in a taco phase? <laughs> no, but I well, like I that you a, do. I live in an area that has a lot of taco trucks and Mexican stand, like food stands and restaurants, like just a ton. So you're always kind of like... <laughs> Okay, you're not always. <laughs> you know how it is when you're just like, I would love a taco. <laughs> I mean, I kind of always want tacos. If you're passing a taco and you're remotely hungry, you got to stop. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's such an easy food. And if you're not that hungry, it's the perfect food. You just right. have one little taco. Right. They're small. Although I've never ordered just one. No, but you technically could. <laughs> you you could. <laughs> technically, you might be satiated from one taco. I don't think I've ever been... Kind of hungry. I've, I'm always absolutely fucking starving or full up to my boobs. Yeah. There's like a few moments where I'm like not really hungry, but I'm not stuffed. And it's something I might not see again. Like, oh, oh yeah. I've always wanted to stop at this taco but stand I still and there's will, no line. But I still will order enough as if I oh, were. Really? I, I As if I were completely starving. Okay, I won't do that. Like, I will... Um, well, 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 Miss Self-Control. Oh, <laughs> Look at you over here. But I shouldn't be eating anything if I'm not, <laughs> not exactly self-control. <laughs> um, I had, did I have a point? Did, <laughs> I don't even remember. how. I thought I had a point I was going to make, but no. Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? You had a taco. I, I had some tacos. Um, I'm feeling... Oh, I remember what I was Okay. Say. Well, let me... Finish your thought. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of under the weather today. I don't have coronavirus. Um, I think I'm just sick. 
I really don't feel good. I think it's like stress from moving. It's stress from moving. And I'm like really tired. I'm like exhausted. I've literally all I've been doing for a week straight has been unpacking boxes and like nothing else. So like all I've, I had some broth today. Yeah. It was delicious. Um, The one thing I wanted to say is that I had something planned delivery today that did not come. What is it, Desi? Is it a surprise? Is it going to arrive here? It's a surprise. It's going to arrive tomorrow now. So I'm going to eat it by myself? A weather. Well, I guess you could hold it. Maybe. Is it still going to be good? Oh, you mean like overnight? Yeah. Well, they can't keep something like that in the mail room. They have to just not send it, right? Where did you order this from? Uh, I'm not telling you. Oh my God. Desi? (laughs) Okay. Desi ordered me some kind of surprise delivery food that has been a mystery to me for like three weeks. I thought we were going to eat it tonight. I did too. And then I guess the weather in New York is bad. So it's coming from New York? It's it's an express delivery. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly. I even, I'm annoyed because I waited till Thursday to get it when I could have probably gotten it yesterday and then it would have come to it. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, but yeah, I have no idea. So that would have been exciting to talk about, but maybe not, maybe next week or maybe sometime. Uh, so I can't tell you cause I think it's a really funny surprise. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to, I want you to open it and laugh. Okay, good. <laughs> then don't tell me. Okay. I'm going to open it and laugh and we'll talk about it later. You're going to, I think you're going to laugh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. What if I'm like really offended by it? I doubt you will be offended. I doubt it. That's okay. not gonna happen. But it would be funny if I was like, does it? To be honest, even if you don't eat it, I still think it's a funny thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be worth it for that. Now I'm imagining it's a deep dish pizza. No, my God, I would never waste money on that. No offense. Oh my God. Now we're gonna get so many don't emails. Don't write for me if you're in Chicago and you're mad at me about deep dish. I didn't grow up eating it, so it's a lot of sauce. Desi's a New York hater. Yeah, uh, so that's um, that's all I have. Anything else? You're tired. It's not that I'm tired so much as that I am like bordering on the edge of sanity right now. Right. Just in the amount how delirious I am. Well, that's good. But, yeah, we that's have no, good. We have no more stories, so you don't. <laughs> you can go rest <laughs> now. <laughs> Put your little head. Get a little shut eye. <laughs> Relax with your cats. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds good. I want to relax right. with my cats. Okay, have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.